Welcome to the first episode of the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. My name is Jamie Rodriguez, and I will be guiding you uh, through every episode and every step of this journey. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Let me just quickly tell you a little bit about myself, and then I'll tell you about the first guest in the premiere episode. Uh, So my name is Jamie. I was um, actually, I was born in Colombia in South America. Uh, and then I moved to the United States when I was 14, and um, I studied journalism. After college, I was a little bit in Miami radio in Y100, which is a, a popular top 40 station. And from here, I started developing my uh, deep thirst and knowledge for rock and roll. Became a hardcore YouTube fan, see them all over the world when they're in tour, and just absolutely love the whole creative process, not only of, of, uh, of them, but of every rock and roll band out there and the roots where they come from, their influences. And, you know, just going back to the 80s, the 70s, 60s, 50s, Sam Cooke, you name it. I love it all. And the idea with this podcast is to talk to creative people, whether they're artists, whether they're musicians, whether they're stage managers, um, up and coming artists, um, actors with musical a fandom, whatever it may be, and just kind of get to the, all those strands of the magical world of rock and roll and of music. So again, my name is Jamie, and thank you for joining me in the first episode of the J-Rock Concerts Podcast. So the first guest in the premiere episode of the J-Rock Concerts podcast is a super talented American singer and songwriter from Dallas, Texas. Her name is Vanessa Peters. Vanessa has had a prolific career. She's been really touring uh, the world, mostly Europe for 20 years, basically. And um, she has put out a bunch of really good albums. And today, which is the 24th of April, she's releasing her latest release, Mixtape, which is uh, her first covers album. It's a variety of... uh, of artists like Tom Petty and New Order that she's covered for years during her shows, and she finally decided to put them on a record. So uh, it's a fantastic record. I recommend all of you to, to listen to it. You can find more information on VanessaPeters.com. And uh, yeah, feel free to check out the interview. Vanessa tells us about the quarantine and how she's spending it in Italy. So check it out. <laughs> We're good. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for that. Technical glitches. Yeah. I had to change computer. My previous one, the um, I mean, one the camera was decided to not work, so I had to do an audible. A little embarrassing. How are you, Vanessa? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you so much for your time. Um, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Um, so, you know, I wanted to uh, just take some of your time, talk to you about your new album that's coming out Friday, Mixtape. Mm-hmm. Really exciting stuff. 
Uh, but before that, I wanted to ask you, you know, how are you doing? How's your family doing? Um, you're in Italy. How is yep. that going? How's everything for you? Um, everything is honestly pretty fine. I mean, so all my family and friends are okay. I don't have any, you know, luckily so far, I haven't known anybody that's gotten sick. Um, we are in Italy. We've been on uh, like a, a nationwide lockdown since March 10th. Sure. Uh, so I think today is day 43. I had, st <laughs> I had stopped counting and then I started counting again yesterday. So, um, which is, you know, it's getting a little bit old, but it's fine at the same time. I mean, we have everything we need. We haven't had any food shortages or medicine shortages or any problems. It's just sort of, you know, like everybody says, it's sort of just the, the, the boringness of day to day and kind of wanting to get back to regular life. But um, honestly, we don't have any complaints. Like we're, we're, we're very lucky. So it really is like Groundhog Day, isn't it? It really is. It really is. We, we, we're making that same joke everybody says about like, what day is it? And the answer is just day. Like, <laughs> day. it doesn't really matter what day it is. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, it's day. Definitely. So. And okay, so you're from Dallas. You're from Dallas, Texas. I am. How long have you been in Italy for? Well, uh, it's kind of a long story. I've been coming here on and off for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I have kind of a I have a band here and I tour here a lot. So this particular trip, we came uh, at the end of January uh, for some touring that we were supposed to do in early March. Sure. We were going uh, to do some work with our band in February and then do our tour in, in March. And our tour was slotted for Northern Italy, specifically mm -hmm. for Lombardia, where the, um, where the big hotspots were. Um, so when the tour got canceled, we had to decide whether we wanted to fly back to the States or stay here. And since we had a safe place to be here and we knew that no matter where we were going to go, we were going to be locked down because even though Italy was ahead of the curve, we were fairly certain, you know, anybody that was following the news could tell that it was going to be global. Yeah. The problem was going to go to America as well. So there was really no reason to f rush back to America because all of our tours had been canceled and we figured it would just be going from the frying pan into the fire, you know, like we were... We figured it was safer just to stay put where we were and shelter in place here instead of going back to Dallas. Um, the town that we're in here in Italy is small and we can reach all the grocery stores on foot and stuff. So we just thought, you know, it'll be an easier, easier place to ride out of quarantine than being in a big city. So definitely. Wow. That's interesting. And you mentioned you've been on the road for, you know, two decades plus in, in, in all yeah. over Europe and, and you've been uh, building your career, thousands of shows. When did you decide that you wanted to be an artist? Obviously, you, had a, you have a very laser focus. It reminds me of when I read of like Steven Spielberg, that when he was five, he locked himself in Universal Studios or whatever. When did you like get this focus from? How old were you? How did it happen? Well, uh, I don't want to disappoint you, but I wasn't laser focused on it when I was five, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did, I did love to do like, you know, talent shows in the living room and that kind of stuff. But um, I actually thought I was probably going to be a writer. I went to I went to university to study literature, and that's that's kind of what I planned to do. And I guess I did because now I write music. I write sh short stories, very very short stories, and <laughs> that last three to four minutes long. Um, but I I didn't actually start pursuing music until after college. I decided I would um, give it a try. I I was planning to go back to grad school, but I thought maybe I would take a few years off and try to do music first and see what happened. Um, and I ended up, oh, I've been doing it now since I guess about 2003. So it's been a while. <laughs> Still trying to see what'll happen. But <laughs> Yeah, definitely. What are some fun memories of those early days? You know, 
after college when you were first starting out? Ah, the early days, I guess my fond memories, I won't say that they were few and far between, but I was so nervous all the time because I had such bad stage fright that like, I kind of feel like I blocked out a lot of those early concerts because they were so terrifying to me. Um, I, I guess in a way a fond memory is nearly every time I could get up there and do it and then get down without dying felt like, <laughs> felt like a major victory, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I definitely remember a lot of small coffee shop gigs where it was just mostly friends and the people that worked there that were at the coffee shop and I was still so nervous. I thought I was just going to puke, you know? Yeah. So it's funny to look back on that and see, you know, see how far I've come. It's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice feeling. That's awesome. Well, yeah, on a side note with that, I, I recently heard a podcast and Eddie Better of Pearl Jam, he says he still gets as nervous as the first time. And then um, the, the interviewer asked him, like, why is that? Like, you should, you know, you go all over the world for such a long career. He says that, you know, he, he, you have to be in tuned with the audience and with, with mm -hmm. the moments that could happen. And the only way to do it is to be nervous. Do you relate to that? Yeah, no, I could see that for sure. Um, I, I still get nervous before every show. I just don't get as nervous as I, yeah. as I used to, you know. It used to be a sort of a crippling thing where it was like hard to remember the lyrics to my songs and that kind of stuff. Now it's just sort of like a general, um, not even anxiety, it's just sort of like a general jumpiness that you like, you want to get out there and you want to connect. And, and he's right, it's like you, you really don't know until, until they open the curtain or until you step out on the stage. You don't know what kind of audience you're going to have that night. So sometimes it's very hard to plan, you know, hard to plan your set list, hard to plan what kind of evening you want to have, because maybe the audience is not at all what you're expecting to interact with. And you kind of have to adjust on the fly so that, so that you stay in sync with them, you know? Sure. sure. All right, Vanessa, I have to ask you about your songwriting. You mentioned that, you know, I've been listening to, to your discography the past uh, 24 hours or so. It seems to be very poignant for this moment in history. I've realized <laughs> It's almost like you were like a futuristic, like so, some of these themes that you touched about, you know, like, I mean, everything from like get started when you tell people to, you know, or, or when you say, listen, live in, live in the moment, like massive action, do things now, or, you know, or even before it falls apart, you know, it seems like, yeah. it seems like this is like a, a worldwide, like forced upon before it falls apart on all of us. So you have all these themes and they were like way ahead of the curve um how do you how does that feel like how do you how do you feel about that it's weird I'll, I'll tell you the songs that we have that we are that i finished writing them like mostly in october of this past year we were supposed to start recording them in march of this year um they're even more like weirdly prophetic <laughs> i actually released a couple of them as demos on youtube recently just because i was like wow i have to share these songs because even i wrote them last october but they feel like they yeah could have been written about right now you know so um i mean I, I don't suppose that's that strange i just think that like if you're if you're a student of the world around you then everything that's happening now has been going on for a long time i think it's just been thrown into sharp relief by the fact that we're all trapped at home and we're all sort of studying all of these things around us that maybe we would have tried not to see or maybe we didn't even see because we were too busy and now that we've all been forced to slow down i think that like it's you you can't cover your eyes anymore you know yeah, you really you can. can. Definitely. And uh, when I want to get to mixtape in, one sec in a second, but I wanted to ask you about your TED Talk. Uh, just lastly, you have a great TED Talk that you, you did in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if you want to search for it on YouTube, uh, it's, really, it's really fascinating, really cr great subject. Um, 
you know, that was, I think, five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if there was like a little update, a little amendment uh, since then uh, from your TED Talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the purveyor of doom and gloom. I think the update is <laughs> everything I said back then was true and it's even more true now. Um, the, the TED Talk was on the difficulty of making of making a living in the like the digital age where where a whole you know, a, a whole generation or more of people have now grown up with having music be something that's free, something that they just expect to be able to to have at their fingertips instantly, you know, without without really realizing all the links that go along with, with making such a thing like that possible. Um, and I think, I, I do think maybe there's been some awareness that has increased in the last couple of years about artists being fairly compensated but I, I don't know that we have figured out a solution for it yet. I mean, um, I, I know that my own like streaming checks and stuff that I get in the mail are, are truly funny. Like, you know, when, when you get a check in the mail for $3 or whatever, <laughs> it makes you laugh because you're like, what's the, what's the point? Obviously I don't make my money from streaming. Like I, you know, I, I, I tour a lot and I, I, for the most part own my own records. So I, I I'm lucky in that regard. Cause I, I, I sell my CDs and stuff direct to fans, but um, but obviously the number of people that buy CDs or buy vinyl, I don't care what the what the statistics say in like Billboard.com's yearly recap of vinyl sales, they they increase, but they also increase relative to how well known you are to begin with. Like yeah. I'm sure I, I can see your YouTube posters behind you. I'm sure you too is having a resurgence of their vinyl because the same people that were the super fans that bought like all their albums on CD in the eighties and nineties then yeah. came along and, and now they have a vinyl collection. Well, guess what? They're the super fans. So they went and they bought all the U2 records on vinyl as well. And that's great for you too, but that, <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. That's like, that's on the smaller level, you know, trying to, trying to become a name that people recognize. So, um, and I think of the problem with a lot of the streaming platforms is that the, that the algorithms that, that they use to try to help people quote unquote discover new music um, are, are, I don't want to say that they're fake, but they are tailored to record labels. I mean, record labels manipulate the algorithms just like people, just like payola, you know, with radio. So it's, it's an uphill battle, but I mean, if you enjoy doing it, then you'll find a way to do it, I guess, regardless, which is kind of where we're at, you know, we, uh, we do it at this point in our lives for, for passion, not for, not for the hope that tomorrow I'm going to be signed or, you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, but like it's, your music is absolutely fantastic. It's a treat. It really challenges the listener. Uh, and, and, and that's, you know, right now we have the time, we have the focus and it's like, it pays off. Yeah. It pays off. Definitely. So, so with that, let, let, let's talk about your new record coming Friday. Um, mixtape. Yeah, it's something a, different. It's something different. It's yeah. a it's a collection of cover songs and a very good collection of cover songs, if I may say so. Can you tell us a, a little bit about you know where the where the idea came from, why the change, why this great artist, if I may say so? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so we had been saying for for years and years that we wanted to make a covers record. Um, I because I do my own songwriting. Um, whenever I play a show live, I always throw a couple of covers onto the set list because oftentimes there's people in the audience that don't know who I am. They've, and it's hard to listen to, you know, an, an unknown artist's original music for 75 minutes straight, you know? So like you always throw in a couple of covers because it helps you connect with the audience. They go, oh, I, I know this song and they get to be part of it, you know, instead of kind of being on the outside. So obviously over 20 years, I've 
amassed a fairly large collection of covers that I like to play at shows and that some of them are songs that people have even come to to recognize like to associate me with you know like songs I've played at shows long enough that fans recognize them go oh I love that one so it's been years and years that we've been saying oh it'd be really fun to make a covers record and um but it's kind of one of those things where it's just like you never really find the time to do it because you're writing your own songs and you want to get those recorded and then you're, you've got a tour happening and so um a couple of years I guess it was about three years ago my husband and I who's a, he's in my band and he also does most of the recording and producing of our records um we just decided we were it was winter and it was cold and icy outside and we were kind of trapped at home we thought oh let's just try to just for fun do some home recordings and see what comes out of it um and we recorded three of these songs actually um just in our like very crappy uh home home studio here in Lucca in Italy um and but we liked them and we we put them on our Bandcamp page for our subscribers we have like a little fan club on Bandcamp where people can get access to the unreleased songs and the demos and that kind of stuff so we shared these three songs and people really liked them we thought okay great we're off to a good start and then we totally just stopped we didn't work on it for probably a year because then we went into the studio to go work on foxhole prayers and then we were on tour and it just, you know, next thing we knew, one day we looked at the calendar and we were like, man, it's been like 18 months since we even touched those cover songs. Like, we got to get back to that. And so we picked it up again, kind of with like renewed energy. And we were able to knock out the second half of it really quickly. We just sort of tackled it um, all mostly last summer. Um, and yeah, it's a really interesting collection because it's, it's all sorts of bands that don't have anything to do with one another. There's no theme to it. Like a lot of the songs, a lot of the albums that I've written in the past, I've, I've tried to have a theme to the songs not this one I was just like I picked 10 songs that I loved that I love singing that maybe had like maybe have personal meaning or maybe they just had one or two like uh, lyrics that I thought this is a fantastic lyric and I just want to share the song with other people you know um, so I, I tried not to overthink it and tried not to like make it too difficult. I just thought it would be fun just to make a record, which is why we did like the, I actually have a copy of it right here. Um, oh, but like yeah. the, the artwork is kind of fun and bright and colorful. And like it, if you look at Foxhole Prayers, my previous record, which is full of songs, like you said, that are kind of challenging and kind of heavy. And the artwork reflects that it's like, you know, it's, it's intense. Mm -hmm. And this one we were like, you know what, this, let's, let's just make something fun. Let's make something that people can listen to and enjoy and not have to like, you know, just obsess over it. so hopefully we hopefully we did it well, that's very exciting we're very excited to hear it vanessa yeah. me too awesome. I'm excited to get it yeah definitely and um okay and, and you had a tour now that i think got you know like everything postponed or, or scrapped and everyone's kind of figuring out what to do but um are you thinking of rescheduling maybe in the fall maybe doing a north american little leg or something yes we i don't i don't know when yet we're still kind of just like waiting to Sure. like everybody to kind of see how things shake out we do have some shows that are scheduled for october um in europe that were uh that were scheduled before all this happened so those are still on the books and um we we did a kickstarter to uh, to fund the new album of originals and we were supposed to record that in march in austin so probably any american touring will be around that like whenever we figure out the recording schedule to go to the studio then hopefully we can tack on some touring to that same block of time but i don't know right now it's one yeah. giant question mark 
You know. I, mean, I mean, last uh, Friday, I talked to Jake Berry. He, he produces uh, Madonna, Beyonce, and U2 tours. And he, it scared me to talk to him because he's nervous. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if Jake Berry is nervous and he doesn't know what's going on, then I, like, no one knows what's going on. Yeah. I think, you know, this, this whole, I think the lesson behind this entire time is really, truly that like, we, we always used to tell ourselves that we were in control, that we made our own decisions, that we, that we planned our lives, you know? And I think this increasingly sort of reminds us that so much of it is out of our control. And all, at the end of the day, all you really can do is the next right thing. Like you can, it's silly to even try to plan what's gonna happen towards the end of May, because we just don't know. So right now, like focus on what you can do for yourself today, what you can do for yourself tomorrow. If you have to like focus on Friday, but maybe just don't go past that right now <laughs> because there's just, you know, it's, it's too stressful to realize how much is out of your control. So it's better just to focus on the small things that are within your, your, your sphere of influence, you know, and just tackle those things. That's at least that's how it's been for me. That's how I've been getting through this without going crazy. Cause very, very well said, very well said. And I think that's a, that's a perfect place to leave it here. That's a beautiful line. And uh, well, Vanessa, I just wish you all the best with the record. I wish you all the best with your family in Italy. Uh, I thank you for your time again. Sorry again for the PC glitches at the beginning, but I really appreciate all of your time. And, you know, I, I hope I get to see you perform live soon. It would be great. I would, all right. Please come say hi if you do. <laughs> come on, Vanessa. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.